0: All right. Good evening. How's, how's everybody doing tonight? Good. Good. Man, I love that song. My favorite part is that. That's my favorite part. I don't know why. Um, yeah. So, um, we're glad to have you here tonight. Um, how many of y'all were here last week? All right. Cool. So uh, last week we started a series. Everything we need. And today we will be coming to the culmination of that. We'll be finishing that um, with everything we need part two. Um, We've been going through the book of James chapter 1. James chapter 1 is basically um, an overview of the entire book, actually. So for those of you who were here last week, who can give me some context that we talked about last week? And remember, context is like maybe the the author, a little detail about the author or the audience. Go ahead, Jackson. Mm -hmm. Jesus' half-brother. Mm-hmm. That's, good. That's, good. that's good that's good so he said that even though he had the i guess the earthly claim that jesus was his half brother he didn't uh demonstrate that right he was humble i call him humble james anybody else Who was the audience of this letter I heard somebody say something speak up the church? Yeah. So it was the church, but it was predominantly uh, Jewish Christians who had converted to Christianity. And so they were being persecuted by their Jewish neighbors. Right. Once they converted, it was like they were giving them um, problems because of their newfound faith. And so um, through that, again, so one of the big themes of that is that this audience is being Persecuted and going through trials, or we said difficulties, right? Challenges in life. How many of y'all this week would say that y'all had some challenges or some trials or some difficulties that you're going through? Yeah, so I'm glad you're here again. So again, as we walk through this book, uh, James, James is going to remind us why we have everything we need in Christ. Um, Just for those who weren't here, we'll do a little recap. So in chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, James walked us through how we can have everything we need by first relating rightly, right? So what I mean by that is having a relationship with Jesus, right? Not just saying, having the ability to say that I'm related to Jesus or whatever the case is, but I actually have a relationship. I have submitted to Jesus as my Lord and Savior, right? And then the second point is uh, we can rejoice regardless, right? And so these this audience was being persecuted, right? They were going through all types of things. And so James alludes to that even through the midst of these trials or these difficulties that we are having, that we face in life, we can still rejoice, right? And if we forget, we can remember the reason, right? He says, but you know the reason for these trials, right? And so one of the times I think Monsieur kind of hit it on the head is like, sometimes we have to look back, right? Sometimes we have to look back when we are in the midst of it, to remember God's goodness, right? And then and we can look forward. And then the fourth point we had was we can remain relentless. And so that basically was saying that we don't give up, right? We persevere, we endure, we have patience in the midst of trials or difficulties. And then the fifth point was retain results. See, God, when he does, when He God is doing something in the midst of these trials, right? It's, it's not just like... Just happening to you for no reason right is God is in the midst of doing something and particularly James points out that what God is doing in the trial is he's making us mature and complete aka he's making us more like Christ right so that's an overview and then so our final major point from uh, last week was that with those things namely the first one right if we don't have the first one we don't have anything we have to rightly relate with Christ But in God and his goodness and his graciousness, he's given us everything we need. Well, today we're going to actually talk about how God has actually given us everything we need and a little more. And so today we'll continue in James chapter one. But we'll we'll skip up to verse 12. So if you got your Bibles, flip to James chapter one, verse 12. And James chapter one, verse 12 reads like this. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial. Right. There goes that those words persevere and trial again. Having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. So the first point that we actually get from verse 12 alludes back to the first four verses is that we uh, can receive a, a royal reward. We receive a royal reward. You see, he says it's a crown of life that we receive. And so there's something somebody mentioned last week, and I do want to touch on this real quick, is um, when I was asking what are trials, right? They're challenges and difficulties, and somebody pointed out temptation. And those can be similar at times. James is actually differentiating those two. He's making them different. But there is a point to make that in the midst of a trial, there always is a temptation to give up, right? There always is a temptation to give up. And so that's what James is saying. He's saying persevere, endure through the trials, right? Don't quit. Remember the reason, remain relentless to receive a royal reward. And then there's this point where he says you receive a crown of life to those that love him. That's promised to those who love him. And so when you read that, you may think he's talking about eternal life, right? But when we all come to faith in Christ, all believers receive eternal life, right? When you've trusted in Jesus, you receive that relationship and you receive eternal life. So James is actually alluding to something a little bit different here. He's alluding to uh, something that we have to do, right? We're not saved by our works. We can't work our way into heaven. We're saved by grace through faith. And so what he's saying is when we're persevering through these trials, God will actually give us a higher quality of life. So it's a figurative crown to to, to, uh, kind of identify as a higher quality of life. It's basically like working out, right? I mentioned working out the other day. And so when you work out, some people think, oh, I'm going to work out so I can live longer, right? I want to have this conversation with my great grandkids. But working out does not guarantee you a longer life. It can but it doesn't guarantee it. But what it can do is actually can give you a higher quality of life, right? So working out does not give you a long life, but it can give you a better standard of life. And that's kind of similar to what he's saying is that God is, so to speak, elevating you into a position that you can have a higher quality of life. And so to put it plainly, God sees, God knows, and God rewards faithfulness. And so he gives us everything we need and more. So, again, I know I saw a lot of hands raised when I asked who went, who's been going through a difficulty or challenge this week. And so how many of y'all hear that? And like, yeah, that sounds good. Like, but the trials, like, you don't know, like, you don't know what I'm going through. Like, how can this, like, it just don't make no sense. Right. Well, James actually points to that. So if we go back about four or five verses, James actually alludes to that in verse uh, five. He says. James chapter 1, verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. So your next point is relay your request. Relay your request. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God. What do I mean? Well, one, he's saying if you don't believe this, ask God, right? Ask God. and He will give you what you need, he'll give you understanding. So, a question, what is wisdom? I feel like I need to give some points away to somebody. That's great. Man, we're gonna give the boys 200 points for that. There we go. So, that's a great answer. So, let me start by saying, and that was, you hit it on the head, but let me start by saying what wisdom is not. Wisdom is not knowledge, right? Knowledge is intellect. Knowledge is IQ. Knowledge is what you need to pass your classes, right? He's not saying, if you get an the F in your class and you ain't studying, just pray to God, he'll give you the answers. And that's not what he's saying. It's not intellect. Wisdom is something different. Wisdom is God's viewpoint on life, right? Wisdom is God's viewpoint on life. So it's seeing things with a supernatural eyes, right? Before I got glasses, things were a little, I didn't see everything in HD, right? Now I I got glasses, I see things a little clearer, right? It's, it's having new eyes, new perspective on the trials. See, like I said, uh, intellect or knowledge is what you need to pass your classes. But wisdom is what you need to pass the test of life, right? Wisdom is what we need to make the right choices. Another word for wisdom is this word that some of you may have heard called discernment. And Jackson said it right. It's, It's knowing how to choose rightly, right? It's knowing how to choose right and wrong, which way to go. Right, so you can have the IQ of a, of a genius, right? You can be a rocket scientist, but if you don't know how to operate in life, you can make a lot of wrong choices, right? Let me let me put it this way. Why don't y'all stand up? Cause I got a song that I think will will demonstrate this. Go ahead, drop that. Yeah, y'all knew it was coming. <laughs> Go a little something like this. I've been praying for the sermon, I ain't falling for your silly scam I know that I'm not perfect, but under Christ blood I really am And though I don't deserve it, make me a prince just like really Am. I'm just trying to reach the world just like a young black Billy Graham A crusade like Bruce Wayne in the streets where these dudes hang The new cave, dark night on a new day As you save hard times every new straight Exhausted, to hard, it's hard to tell if it's a dolphin or a being Got me swimming on the offense through these oceans. I've been praying for the sermon. I ain't falling for your silly scam. I know that I'm not perfect, but under Christ's blood, I really am. And though I don't deserve it, made me a prince just like William. I'm just trying to reach the. A young black Billy ground. So anyway, discernment, right? <laughs> serve another way of looking at it. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, so another way of looking at it is this. Knowledge you study for. Wisdom you pray for. Right? I got it? Somebody got it. There we go. All right. <laughs> God gives generously, too. Did y'all see that? It says God gives generously without finding fault. He'll give, it, he'll give you as much as you can handle without thinking about you. Yesterday, without saying, you know what? Jack messed up yesterday. I'm not going to give him no wisdom today. You know? Brittany messed up. We're going to mess up tomorrow. I'm not giving her no No, God doesn't count that. He gives it free. He gives free he gives abundance, free of finding fault. God gives generously it's funny, I had a dream uh, about last week, where I was with a uh, group of people and we're just walking and then they all just walk into this building and nobody tells me where we're going and I'm like, okay, I mean, I'm with the crew so I guess I'm just gonna walk in with them and so I walk in and about this second table, I see a guy behind this counter with a bunch of barbecue, and he got like some smoked chicken, some smoked sausage, some brisket, and my eye was on the brisket. And when the guys that I was with, they all start getting the smoked sausage. I'm like, bro, like they got brisket. Like it's hard to beat a good brisket. So anyway, and so but then after, when it gets close to my turn in the line, I'm sitting here like, oh, I don't got no money, right? I didn't have everything I needed, I thought, right? And so the guy gets to me and he's like, he's like, he doesn't even say anything. I, he just look at me, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's my turn. And so I'm like, I didn't see nobody pay. Is this free? Like, what's going on here? Like, I'm going to have to borrow some money from somebody because nobody told me. And so I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to get some brisket. <laughs> but I'm just going to ask for just a little brisket because if this is expensive, then I'm going to look like a fool. And maybe at least one of my friends that I walked in with might be able to front me the, the money to buy it until we can get back. And so I'm like, all right. So he looks at me, and this guy doesn't say a word, but I'm like reading his thoughts, he's reading mine. And so I'm like, can I have a little bit of brisket, please? And he just nods his head. And I mean, it's Texas though, so he didn't give me a little, he gave me like a texas size little brisket, right? Because everything's bigger in Texas. So he gave me a, a decent size. And then I look at him again, I'm like, like, is this free? And he nods his head and smiles at me. And I'm sitting here like, I should've asked for more brisket, you know? And then I woke up. <laughs> and I had brisket the next day. But no, um. And so, like, but that's what I think God is saying, right? It's like, ask, and he will give generously, right? He will give generously without finding fault. And so, uh, to put it simply, ask God to help you to understand and to choose rightly. But it may, which is your next point, require some reinforcement. What do I mean, reinforcement? Well, again, if we look back in verse 6, he says, ask for wisdom, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything. When he says anything, he's he's uh, talking about wisdom here in context, right? He should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double minded and unstable in all they do. Right. And so. Basically, what we need to do is stand firm in Christ, our firm, like that song, Christ is my firm, that's why I rap, foundation, right? When you ask, he doesn't say, by the way, if you ask, he says, when you ask, he's assuming that you're going to go to the Father. Believe, not doubt. And so the word doubt, it would probably better translate to without undivided motive or attitude. So he's basically saying, like, go, and when God gives you the answer, believe him. Don't be like the waves of the ocean pushed around by outside forces. So when we come to Christ, we receive the Holy Spirit, right? And Christ is our firm foundation. So what James is saying is don't be like waves being pushed around by everybody else that doesn't believe in God. That's whatever they said, I'm going to go that way. Whatever they think, I'm going to go ahead that way. No, stand firm. Reinforcement. It may require some reinforcement for some of us. Don't be like the waves. And then he says this thing about being double-minded. And when I hear that first, I think like crazy, right? But what he's saying is somebody who's half-hearted, somebody who's one foot out, one foot in, like, hey, I can easy escape, right? It's like doing the spiritual hokey-pokey. Y'all know what the hokey-pokey is, right? You put your right foot in, you put your right foot out, you put your right foot in, and then you shake it off. No, like, stand firm on what God, on, on your faith in God, right? Don't do the spiritual hokey pokey. And when, again, when he says anything, he's referring to wisdom. Simply put, ask and trust God, right? And repent regularly. That's my next point, right? Repent regularly. Where do you see repent in there? You don't. Where do you see sin? You don't. Where am I getting this from? Right here when James says this to his audience, right? Don't be. I think what he's saying is you have the opportunity to change, right? So what is repent? What does it mean to repent? It means realizing you're going the wrong way and turn around and go the other way, right? I don't think James is writing this to a group of people he thinks is hopeless. Like, okay, no, he's he's getting to the heart of something. Like, don't be like that. Some of y'all may be like that. Don't be like that. He's giving you an opportunity to change. Some people might have been saying, like, look, but, but when I pray, God never answers me. Why? Is it because you doubt God. Is it because of sin or a combination of the two, right? Maybe it's something standing between you and God, but God gives good and perfect gifts and he wants to give them to us. That's what he's saying. Don't doubt God. If you struggle with doubt, you can change, right? Like talk to, talk to one of your leaders, talk with each other, right? Talk with God. Something I want to um, point out as well is we all, myself included, fall short of the glory of God every day, right? We all mess up. We all sin. Sometimes we just don't even care. Like, yeah, you know, right? Like, we all fall short. And so for a believer, oh, I'm already a Christian. I don't need to repent, somebody might be thinking. Repenting should be a regular process in a believer's life, right? To God, right, and to others, right. When we sin against somebody else, we actually also sin against God. So we should repent to God, but we also should have two two word phrases in our in our vocabulary. I'm sorry, right, and forgive me. You know, me and um, me and my wife Brittany, uh, we have three kids. Some of y'all saw last week, and we went through this class called um, Reengaged. And one of the things I remember about this class was um, it was a part about apologies. It was like, never just say, I'm sorry. If you've offended somebody, you never just say, I'm sorry. It says, say, I'm sorry and say, do you forgive me? And for some people, that hurt because It's like giving somebody a, like an opportunity to hit you back. Because they might say, I don't forgive you, right? But so we started practicing that. And so even when our kids get into it, we're like, I'm, I'm sorry. No, apologize and ask forgiveness. And so my six-year-old daughter, she did something that hurt my four-year-old son's feelings. He was crying. Um, and she was like, I'm sorry. And I was like, what do you say? Do you forgive me? And he was like, yeah, I forgive you. Don't do it again. And now that's kind of like the staple in our house. Like, every time we know, don't do it again, you know? And, but that's kind of like, right? It's like, say I'm sorry and go the other way. Like, if you're doing it over and over, are you really sorry, right? Ask for forgiveness right and 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 it will be granted to you don't be a hoarder how many people know what a hoarder is what so what's a hoarder exactly and so uh, before anyone else can kind of so hoarders actually they will hold on to everything right, right. forever yes and so like and it just gets bad it's like a I mean, I'm going to be very careful in here, but like it it, it gets bad, right? And what God is saying in a sense is let it go, right? Like give it up and let it go. Don't be a hoarder. Don't hold on to everything that's bad because God is giving us everything we need, right? Let go of what you don't need because point, final point, major point, we have everything we need and more, right? So I shared last week about uh, the Black Panther movie. How many of y'all said y'all saw the Black Panther, like the first one? We're going to be quiet about Wakanda forever right now. (laughs) Alright. But, so, again, if you have not, how many have not seen the Black Panther movie? How many were not here last week to hear my scientific breakdown of the whole MCU? Okay, alright, so I'm going to give a quick rundown. So, the movie Black Panther. It stars this uh, young man, rest in peace, Chadwick Bozeman, right? Um, it's uh, about this young prince named T'Challa. And T'Challa is the heir to the throne of a kingdom called Wakanda, the most uh, technologically advanced kingdom in the world, right? It's in Africa. And the thing about T'Challa is that he is one of the heirs to the throne to be the next king. Well, you see throughout the movies that T'Challa is going through He loses his father before the movie even starts, right? And he's trying to figure out how to be a leader before he even becomes the king, right? And so one thing about uh, the Black Panther is when they become king, before they become king, they have to go through this process called a challenge or a trial. And so they basically stand before all of the Wakandan royalty and it's like, T'Challa, you're next but does anybody challenge him for the throne, right? And so God challenges him, T'Challa overcomes, watch the movie, it's great. And and then after that, he gets to drink this thing called the heart-shaped herb. And with the heart-shaped herb, it basically gives him the Black Panther strength. But first, he goes through this ritual where they basically bury him, and he enters this place called the Ancestral Plane. Actually, let's go ahead and just play it on the screen. the in the red, that, is that is not what you know. I am talking about. <coughs> I am not ready to be without you. A man who has not prepared his children for his own death has failed as a father. Have I ever failed you? Never. Tell me how to best protect Wakanda. I want to be a great king, Baba. Just like you. You're going to struggle. So you need to surround yourself with people you trust. You're a good man. With a good heart. And it's hard for a good man to be king. Can I get the little recap uh, notes in there? So there's something that's interesting about this. Is right. T'Challa relates rightly, right? He's going through it, right? He's going through all of that, and I can keep going down. But there's something about that part where he goes to his father, and his father embraces him. And then T'Challa gets on one knee, right? Father, I'm sorry, right? In repentance, and his father says, now stand up, you are our king. You are my son. You are a queen. You are my daughter, right? And then he proceeds to give him wisdom so that he can be a wise king, right? And I just feel like that's what James is alluding to us going to God the Father, right? It's like, go to God, right? Go to God. He, like, we, we had this conversation um, a couple days ago. God is not afraid of your questions, right? He's bigger than our questions. Go to God. He will give you wisdom, right? And so, maybe again, uh, I said this last week, I'll say it again, I'll probably say it every time I'm up here, is maybe you still haven't checked off the box one to having everything you need. Maybe you don't really relate rightly. And if you don't, you unfortunately again, your trials are not going to do with what it does for the rest of us that or in Christ but the good news is that you can come today right it's real easy believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved right and you can become part of the family right or maybe you are a believer and you need to do um, step 9 right repent right maybe I'm just not living right right? I accepted Christ when I was little when I was younger, but, you know, that repentance stuff is good cool. when you come to Christ, right? Make it a regular routine, right? And so our closing prayer, if anybody has any questions, they want to know how to accept Christ, we got leaders around the room that will be more than happy to walk you through that, or even just repent. I don't know where to start. That's what we're here for. Heavenly Father, we come in Jesus' name. Thankful, Lord, that you speak. Even in movies like this, Lord, when we look, Lord, that you can be seen everywhere, Lord, and we thank you for that. We thank you, as Mon said, Lord, that you are a good, gracious, great God who loves us, Lord, even when we're unlovable, Lord. Thank you for Jesus, for the cross, Lord, for paying the penalty that um, we deserve, Lord, so that we can be in right relationship with you, Lord. I just pray for those who are enduring a trial, Lord. Give them help to continue on, Lord, to not give in, Lord. And again, for those who don't know you as as Lord, Lord, may they come to you, Lord. Meet us right where we're at. Give us everything we need. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.